It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Today, Pastor Jay and Davey discuss fanning the flame. Here's the conversation. You had left that hat here, that master's hat, which you know you didn't you didn't bring me anything from the master, so I was gonna I was gonna take it. So you're just gonna steal my hat. I'm steal your hat, but then I remember. Welcome to the Family Goals Podcast, where we steal people's things. Well, I, I was gonna you know borrow it. No, 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 that's not what you said. That's not the words you just used. You said steal. Well, you know what kept me from doing it? What? Not the Bible. Not, not the, <laughs> the fact that you don't shower and the fact that you don't, like, wash your hair. I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm not putting that thing on my head. See, the benefits are just lice or the benefits are just long-lasting. Look, look at the benefits of, of being absolutely disgusting. It's it's really beautiful. I've got I've got friends in Alabama and around the, the U.S. texting me saying that you should at least do— uh, what, what, what were they suggesting? Type of deodorant? That'll do. No, uh, uh, I can't remember now. I'm, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it was great, but tell them that no, thank essential you. Essential oils. I do. I, t- I do have essential oils. I, I will use essential oils, but I just don't. Well, you were. You're pretty. I mean, technically, I get. That sounds kind of feminine. I get in the hot. I don't disagree with that. I get in the hot tub. Uh, <laughs> I get in the hot tub every day, so technically, I'm. You know, I'm getting. I'm getting cleaned by water, right? Do you use soap. No. Chlorine. I guess there's chlorine in the salt. Salt. Oh, you have salt. Salt water. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for you. Yeah. See. There we go. So it's not as nasty as you thought it was. Thank you. So this is pretty cool. But when this podcast airs, uh, we're going to be in the Holy Land. Oh, nice. So we're preparing to go. Joe and Jennifer and I and Jesse and we have 42 total people going. Wow. uh, To the Holy Land. But but, but what made me think about it is we're going to float in the Dead Sea. Ah. And it's full of salt. And so it's so buoyant, you cannot go underwater. Nope. Like you could try to go underwater, but you can't. And nothing grows in, in the in the Dead Sea because it's it's just. But when you get is out, it nothing grows or nothing lives? Nothing lives or grows. <laughs> there's no there's no fish. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no, there's no vegetation. There's nothing living. It's just salt. And when you get out, you're covered in like salt. Yeah. It's, um, don't get don't don't open your eyes. Don't rub your eyes. But we're super excited. We're gonna go to. Of course, the Jordan River. We're gonna have a baptism where Jesus was baptized. We're gonna. Go to Are you taking any like videos? Are y'all doing any cameras or anything? Yeah, we're bringing Jolin. Oh, that's awesome! Sole purpose of videoing everything. Wait a minute, that's the only reason you're bringing him? <laughs> well, jeez, that's not the only reason we're. Bringing Jolin's him. his son, by the way, and he just said basically with Jolin in the room, the only reason we're bringing Jolin is so he'll video it. It's the only thing I'm good for nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the only reason I get invited to family vacation. Well, that. That is not true, but we do love having a professional. You just, you did just say the sole reason he was coming was for. I'm video. so excited that he's going because I, I didn't get to go till I was in my 40s, and for Joe to get to go at this stage a lot, it's almost like getting a seminary degree. I mean, going to 100 because you're like, the Bible comes alive to you because you're reading about all like all these stories in the Bible. It's like, I've been there, you know. I've seen so does this mean I, I I'm getting ordained? Is this what you're saying? I'm not quite saying that. Or do you want to get ordained? No, I'm, I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard it. I heard it comes. I've heard it's come to life, and, and we're we're doing it. We're gonna do it the next year or two, um, just because my kids are getting to the age I think where they'll remember it. You know, you, there's so many yeah. things you do when they're when you're younger that you don't remember, but now, you know, ninth grade, eighth grade, I feel like they will, and I want this trip to be because I've I've heard that's what I, that's what I've heard from everybody is the Bible just comes alive, like you know exactly. Oh, I can put a 
a location to this story, you mm-hmm. know, which which obviously brings it to life. And I think you, you see it in a new, profound way that would be pretty dang cool. You don't realize how close everything is together. So, so Peter's mother-in-law's house, like the ruins from her house in Capernaum, you know, the story where the, the four guys bring the paralytic to Jesus. And the yep, lowering him. Like, like that house is still there. Well, right across the street is the synagogue. And you imagine, okay, their house is packed. The synagogue's probably empty. You know, so these religious leaders are, they're upset with Jesus. Well, then literally like 50 yards away is the Sea of Galilee. And so when, when he leaves that, I mean, everything is so close. And then where Jesus preaches the Sermon on the Mount is right there. You know, so it's over. It's just, it's amazing to see how everything, it does come to life. The Bible. Well, and it's always hard to too, because we don't live in the same world that the Bible was written in. So it's kind of hard to correlate certain things to sort certain things like when it when it tells you to to be in the word and to to make that a part of your life like to do that you used to have to go to the synagogue you used to have to walk to get the 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 word of god like you know you didn't you didn't have it in your on your iphone you know what i'm saying like it used to be a process of so all of the where things were how things were um like money you know the way people were treated like it's always important in the context of like women had no rights, you know, like absolutely no rights. Uh, the poor were, you know, basically diseased and didn't weren't talked about a lot. Like they looked at like they were looked at it like they were diseased. And now like we don't we don't put that context in our head now. And so when you read it, when you can go see it and then read it, I think it probably makes it big. And that's why I think, you know, study like before you read a book in the Bible, before you do a Bible study, like really read the background of a story, you know, read the background of why it was written, who it was written for. Um, you know, the, the time it was written, which I think is important. All that stuff, like my brain doesn't work any other way. Like I need to know what was going on, who the author was, why he was writing it, like who he was writing it to. Um, but I think it, all that stuff leads to, to more knowledge, which leads to more clarity, which leads to more what you believe, you know? Yeah. And we'll, we'll do, a, when we get back from the Holy Land, we'll do a podcast and we'll talk about Talk about some of these things and some of the things that Joan can come because he's, he's videoing for you. Yeah, and Joan can be here. He can he can pop in and and share with us. So uh, I want to continue on in Second Timothy as we did last week, and uh, we're talking about a genuine faith and passing our faith on uh, to our kids. And Paul's writing to Timothy, and he goes on uh, and he says, "This is why I remind you to fan in the flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you." For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Second Timothy two, uh, two one seven. Timothy one, yeah, one one six and seven. And so, I want to talk about fanning in the flame our faith. Like, what are some things we can do? Because I think you you mentioned this uh, in an earlier podcast that sometimes that flame can can burn out. Sometimes we can get cold in our faith. Sometimes we can. It's like we're just going through the motions, and then. The, yeah, you mentioned uh, in an earlier podcast about how someone would come along and encourage you and spur you on. And so what are, what are some things we can do to keep the fire hot for God, to, to keep that flame burning bright? Because in Revelation, it, it says that God's going to spit us out of our mouth, out of his mouth, if we're lukewarm. You know, he'd rather us be cold or hot. So, so what are some things we can do to stay hot in our faith? Well, I think... Um... I think for me and for for our family is always just the act of going to church on Sunday. That, that's the start of the week. Um, you know, hearing the praise and worship, um, hearing the word, 
kind of setting the foundation of your week, getting it started in the in the correct direction. I, I, that never disappoints. That never um, that always fans the flame. I never leave rejected. I always leave in, encouraged. I leave wanting to have a better week, wanting to to make it a priority. So if we, I think that's important that Sunday's not the back end of the weekend. Sunday's the first day of the week, and giving God your first day, giving God your first and your best, kind of it sets the priority. Yep. For your family. A hundred percent. But that, that, that definitely, that definitely starts it for us. I, I do think this will look different for a lot of people. Um, like praise and worship for me is, is a big deal. Like praise and worship music, um, in my car. Uh, I, I do that a lot. Like I, I just, I listen to podcasts in my car. Um, I think that the driving, the, the driving, I get a lot done while I'm driving. I don't know why, but that's a, that's just a spot where I think a lot and pray a lot and 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 listen a lot to what God has for me but I definitely fan the flame with podcasts with so, knowledge let's talk about the worship before we get in the podcast when you're driving down the road do you sing along a hundred percent yeah oh yeah <laughs> why who does it people don't sing along I sing along but I just you know there's people next to you like what what are you you know I don't they, care they think you're crazy you well I mean you don't sing loud well, I mean, I, first of all, I sound bad with the radio up. Like, that's how bad of a singer I am. Like, yeah. with, you know, you, when you sing, you know, when you hear with somebody else, you're like, I'm not that bad. No, no, I'm that bad. Like, I'm that bad with the music up. Um, but no, of course the same. Yeah, but with the with the kids in the car, sometimes you do it just for fun, just to annoy the mess out of them. But but that's but that's a part of, like, the... sing along with you? Uh, sometimes. I mean, and that's the cool thing about... And, and that's one thing I would encourage parents, too. Like, another way to kind of to spur your kids on and to to kind of help them with these habits and stuff. If you got praise and worship music and podcasts and stuff going in the car all the time, they're just hearing it more like praise and worship music. If you really break it down, if you open your Bible, you'll go find most of the songs. Like you'll find the lyrics. And like, if you go in Psalms and you go in Proverbs, like you'll go in there and you'll be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's a great song. I've heard that song by Chris Tomlin. You know, like I think that's a, it's an easy way to keep the word of God and to keep um, to God in their thoughts, in their thought process. Cause what do you do with the song? In your head, you played over all day long. Yeah, you're memorizing. You, you, you in, a, in a song every single day, the first song you listen to, the first thing you listen to in the car, most of the time you're thinking about it all throughout the day. And sometimes you even say it. You're like, why would I say that stupid thing? You know, because you heard it in a song. Like you heard that song throughout the day. It's stuck in your head. It's stuck, stuck in your lid. Yeah, I drive Jessie to school every morning and different mornings are different depending on, you know, how she's feeling. I can relate to that. I got one too. But sometimes she will sing a lot. We'll sing, you'll be singing worship songs together. And that's, that's Does she want to DJ every time she gets in the car? Well, in the mornings, I, I control the music because I'm going okay. to be on worship stuff. Okay. But in the afternoons or other times, I'll, I'll she controls. I'll let her control. Okay. And she typically goes Taylor, Taylor Swift. She's a Tay Tay. She's a Swifty. She's a Swifty. We're not Swifties in our house. We don't have any Swifties. Apparently, apparently, Taylor Swift is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. I thought Travis Kelsey was putting Taylor Swift on the map. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, so. good for him. But no, I, I think that. But it's but it's interesting, and, and again small little things but it matters to me as a dad like nicholas will text me from school a podcast of gateway church pastor robert like what he was li like this robert one more yeah he was like this one he, like robert he loves him really he was like this one was awesome okay and he'll send me that but i think it's because we play it in the car and he'll listen to it and he'll get you know he'll get into one and i think it'll help him and i think that it's just a small little thing and i know it's not big but it's just like anything else if it's if we're gonna play music and stuff in our car that has curse words in it, like I mean, it, curse words will go in their head. You know, I mean, if you if you hear that stuff naturally, it'll be more 
you know, present in your thought process. But um, I think it's an easy way to get, it's an easy way to worship God. It's an easy way, for me, it's an easy way to fan the flame. Mm-hmm. What, what are some other things that fan the flame? You, you mentioned listening to podcasts. Yeah, listening to podcasts, obviously. Um, you listen to like talk show type podcasts or more like sermons? No, I listen to sermons. Okay. I got a, I got a rotation of people on my, my iTunes that I listen to that, that I go through. Um, and then sometimes I'll just look up topics that I want to go through. Um, another thing too, for, for me is, uh, obviously reading. I mean, reading, reading the word of God fans my flame, gets me excited. Um, you know, what kind of reading plan do you do? I don't have a reading plan, so to speak, but like I'll, I'll usually be going through something with somebody, you know, like me and KB going through Romans now, you know, like we'll read a chapter and, and send a, you know, the cliff notes to each other. It's just a good way to have accountability. What did you see? What did I see? And it's kind of cool because he's a 19 year old kid that sees different things differently than I see things at at my age. So it's fun to see what he sees again and then see what I see and then compare and contrast and send it to each other. Um, So that's definitely a way prayer. Prayer definitely fans my flame. I don't know about you. Me too. That's one of the main things. What about, is that what you do in the hot tub? That's what I do every morning. I can't see you taking the Bible into the hot tub. No, I don't take anything in the hot tub. Okay. I just listen. I don't take my phone. I don't take- uh, kind of more of a being still and- Being still. Listening to God. I, and, and pray, like, I, and, and it's interesting. And listen, I'm one of those people that are, you know, if you've listened to this enough, you know I'm ADD, I'm all over the place. Um, I would say that until I started this routine, it was still hard for me at 40 it was still hard for me to sit down and pray for an extended period of time. And now that I've started this habit, like, I mean, I was listening to myself the other morning. I, I said something. I was like, where did that come from? Like, golly. And the, the, the furthering of prayer that I have for my kids, like the advancement of prayer instead of just the same old, same old stuff. Um, when you know you have time and you know you're going to be there and you know you're just going to be sitting and you've got nothing to do, and nowhere to go, and you're going to allocate this time. It, it may, it's made a big difference in my life, man. It's made a it's made a huge difference in my prayer life. And I've started to develop some routines of like what day of the week I pray for certain people, and um, so I've been more thoughtful in praying for other people. Um, so I that's definitely it's been a huge one for me, man. I mean, one of the bigger ones I've ever done. One of the biggest things I've ever done. I think I think it's great to mix it up. Sometimes I'll get on my knees in my office and pray. Sometimes I'll write in my journal. Sometimes I just go sit outside. Sometimes I go for a walk. So I think, you know, I, I've never gotten in the hot tub to pray. I normally get in the hot That's tub. That's just LSU games. LSU games. And, and Jennifer and I like to get in the hot tub. <laughs> I just like looking at Joe when you say stuff like that. I don't know why. But our, our hot tub is out in the backyard, so you don't need to be thinking any. No. You don't need to go down that route. Most hot tubs are. Yeah, that's where most hot tubs are in the backyard. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what these looks are and what's what's going on. Yeah, I, I do like that though. I mean, especially if your brain works that way. Like, if you get bored, if you need to go walk, go walk. If you need to, yeah. you want to be still, be still. Um, Sometimes I go to different places. Like, like if I want to get some extended prayer, I go. I go to Stone Mountain. Like we have a Stone Mountain path. Yep. I'll, go, I'll hike up to Stone Mountain and just you know, the whole time I'm hiking up, I'm praying, but I'm up there praying, or, or I'll go to one of the local parks. And uh, sit by the lake or something. What else? What else fans your flame? I think fellowship, being around. So we've got these two young guys here at the Loganville campus. They're, I think they're on twenty years old. Davin and Matthew. These kids just became Christians. 
and they are on fire. I mean, they, they got baptized last week. They come to men's discipleship. They came to newcomers. They joined the church yesterday. They had 10 people at newcomers yesterday join the church with them. They've been bringing all their friends. They're, they're trying to nice fill a whole section. But they're just on fire. They've been going down to Athens, and and they became Christian. Like, like they started kind of getting back in the Word and back in the church, and they were in Athens one night doing things that college kids do. do. And there were these— there were these other people down there preaching. They had these signs up. And typically you think that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, someone with a sign in, in downtown Athens. But they went over and talked to them. And these guys led them to Christ. Like, I think that was the How about that? turning point. So now they're going back down to Athens and evangelizing and, and telling other people. So just there. Does that make you think about, by the way, does that make you think differently about those people that or on the side of the road that some, that you don't relate to, but look at what it did for somebody else? Yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, that, that makes me think differently because I, 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 I'm the same with you. I don't, I don't relate to that, and so I, I look at it, but, but it's just like ministries. Like everybody's ministry is different, and, and church goals are different, and, and pastor's goals are different. Like some people really, their, their main mission is to speak to the lost, so they're going to do it a different way. And, and that might not be the congregation for you because if you're a Christian, that's been if you've been a Christian for a long time, you want to be fed. Like you want to be, and listen, the goal is obviously with the church is to get the lost too, regardless. But there's, there's a lot of churches that focus mo mainly on the lost. Um, like something like that, I would have said, you're focusing, like that's, that's an aggressive tactic that would never work for me that I don't really see it working that much, but it just, you just prove the point that it does. So instead of Davey being Mr. Judgmental butthole that I typically can be with some people, I'm like, why are you doing that with a microphone and yelling and screaming? And like, it had an effect. Like that's it. That's it. That worked for somebody that changed their life for all eternity. That's pretty dang cool, man. Yeah, and I don't know the the people. I don't know if the people were like preaching because I've seen they were hitting it with pickets. I don't know if they were they, beating him. They may have just been holding up a sign and kind of maybe they were doing it in a different way because some people are, are like condemning and you're going to hell and yeah. talking bad about sorority girls and whoa all this kind of stuff i haven't heard that one you haven't heard that talking bad about sorority girls oh, it's yeah. bad to be in a sorority oh yeah yeah those guys is that is that a is that what what chapter is that in your bible is that the that's, sorority girls are going to hell that's not in my bible that's <laughs> that's in that's in their bible <laughs> Um, so I don't, I don't know what, what those guys approach was, but it but, definitely, so that lights your flame though, being around babe, younger Christians, probably that, yeah. they show you that, that what it was like, kind of reminds you of when it was like to be a young baby Christian it and really does. They're, they're so hungry. They're so on fire. They're, they're engaged in worship. They're lifting their, I mean, I'll look over on a Sunday morning. I mean, yesterday they were both on their knees at the altar with their hands raised. During, during the worship, like, and they had their arm around each other. They're like, they're like buds, you know, they're like, they're like that. So one of the guys became a Christian and then he was praying for his best friend. His best friend became a Christian and now together, it, it's a super cool story, but I get That's passionate cool. about young Christians that are on fire for God. I get passionate about guys in my discipleship group yep. that they're starting to, it's like they're starting to learn things for the first time. They're starting to pick up things and it's like, they're starting to have these aha moments. Yep. And I think we've read these passages so many times. We have them memorized that, I don't know, it can become old hat for us. 100%. And so getting around someone that is not old hat for, maybe they haven't heard it. Before. They're like, dang, that's awesome. Yeah. I, what? That's amazing. You're like, yeah, that is cool. I, I remember feeling like that. I remember feeling like that's really, really cool. I don't feel like that anymore. But now that you say it, that's good. Yeah, I think the, 
The whole Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I think getting around, you want to get around people who are going to fan the flame. And I think that's a good question for our listeners and for us to ask ourselves is after you spend time with someone, are you more passionate about God? You feel closer to God after spending time with this person or or you feel further away from God? And so, I mean, there's some, there's some people that you need to get a new set of friends. Yeah. You're hanging around the wrong group of people because you're, they're, they're pulling you further away from Christ. You need to get around people who are going to light that fire in you that are going to encourage you. And and I did that for a long time. You know, when my kids were really young, I hung out with the wrong friend group, and and I paid for it dearly. Like it was a bad stretch of our lives that, um, that me and Lindsay wished we could do differently, and and it led us to refocusing and understanding where we needed to be and what we needed to do. Um, but I think you get caught in the what's fun. Um, let's do the sports thing. Let's do the fun stuff. Let's do the parties. Let's do this, that, and the other. And I've never been a partier, but you go to parties, you know, and you're a part of it. But And then slowly it becomes, eh, it's not that big of a deal. You're around cursing. It's not that big of a deal, right? Like you slowly become um, discipled by the world. You slowly become discipled by things that you don't want to be discipled by. But I, I think with with what you said with that, Small group's another one that does it for me. I mean, every Sunday with our group that we have, like all the tears every week, almost every single week, never me. I'm way too tough to cry. Um, You're not a crier? I'm a huge crier. I'm a big baby. I cried <laughs> just about every Sunday. But um, I, I think getting in people's lives and seeing them, their lives start to change and, um, you know, taking root of different different topics that we've talked about and, and then watching them go and their kids go, like that's – it's always it's a fun weekly thing for us with small group man. It usually you leave you leave invigorated, you leave in, excited, you leave with a little more motivation for the rest of the week. And and a lot of times we do a specific topic, you know, of what it what we want to talk about, and and then that is something we have to focus on throughout the week. It's something that we can really show like show improvement or, or really we have a bullseye to hit. You know what I'm saying? Like you have something yeah. to to aim at for that week, and so that definitely that definitely does it for for me as well. Yeah, one of the illustrations that I like to use with our guys and, and at church, I've mentioned it many times, is just the campfire illustration. Yep, that's a good one. You're in the fire, you know, it's like a log. If you take a log out of the fire, eventually the flame's going to burn out, and you've got to get that log back in the fire. And I've seen people, of course, with COVID, a lot of people have gotten out of church, a lot of people have gotten out of small group, and I think a lot of people got, uh, I don't want to say selfish, but just comfortable and, Comfortable is a good word. Like, yeah, it, it takes work to get like, like, like yesterday afternoon, Je Jesse, our daughter babysits for one of the small groups and, and she was taking a nap and she really, she really want to come back for it. And, and, uh, I didn't necessarily really want to drive her, you know, um, cause she's not driving yet, but I think it's so easy to, oh, let's just, let's just chill out. Let's watch football. Let's take a nap. Let's do whatever on a Sunday afternoon. It's so much easier to do that. Let's get up, let's get in the car, let's go to small group. Or, or for you, if you're hosting at your house, you've got to get the house cleaned up. You, you, there's, a, there's some work and there's some effort involved. But then, like the guys at my Tuesday night guys, they say that Tuesday during the day is their hardest day at work. It's the day that they face the most temptation. And it's the day that, like, they don't want to go to small group on Tuesday night. They're, they come up with every excuse in the world not to come but then after they come, they're so glad that, they, like, like it's like the enemy's trying to keep them from coming. Oh, yeah. 
which will happen for hundred percent. If you, if in order to live in a life that's that's different, in order to live a life that is constantly fanning the flame, um, those things all require steps. Those things are all going to require steps. That's going to ask you to do more of more of you than everybody else in this world is going to do. Right? Like the easy thing is it's not the easy thing. It's going to be the hard. It's going to be the intentional thing that requires you to go out of your way, give more of your time, but in the end, you get to reap the reward. Yeah. So, so I think a good question, if you are that log that's outside of the fire and you've lost your passion for Christ, you've lost your flame, the first step is get back into fellowship, get back into church, get back into small group, get, get around people who are passionate so you can catch them. Catch some some of their fire. Catch some of those sparks. Yeah, I've heard people say this a lot, or, or I've I've said this to people because as a pastor, you do a lot of counseling, and there's a lot of people who are going through difficult times, whether their uh, their marriage is struggling, or they're battling cancer, or they have a a parent who's who's getting close to the end. You know, they're they're caring they're caring for their parent. And, and people, they've said to me that they don't have the faith to believe. They don't, like they're losing their faith in, in a particular situation. And what I like to say to them is, I want to loan you some of my faith. Like you don't have the faith right now, but I have the faith to believe. And I want, I want to, I want to loan you my faith. I love that. That's awesome. So I had a pen, I'd write that down. Well, here's, here's a pen. <laughs> Every every now and then, Pastor Jay has something something good to say. Every now and again, every fourteen or fifteen episodes, I think they got. Well, I don't know. So whatever episode you're on, if you, it's coming. <laughs> One of the jokes at church, the guys like to come up to me after the message, and they'll say, oh, "That was one of your good ones." <laughs> every every now and then, I have a good one. So, I think just just wrapping this up, uh, I want to encourage everybody out there. Do whatever it takes to, to fan the flame. And, and if you lost your passion for Christ, get in a church, listen to worship music, find a place to pray, get in the Word, get in fellowship, join a small group. Do whatever you've got to do to, to fan the flame. And if you don't have the faith right now to believe, find somebody else that you can borrow their faith. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. The overarching theme in Fanning the Flame is finding good Christian fellowship. Surrounding yourself with people that are on fire for God because they will stir you on and fan your flame for Jesus. So if you don't have this good fellowship with other believers, we encourage you to find it in your local church. Go to church, join a small group, and get plugged in. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals podcast, and we'll catch you next week.